0: Money Talks on MPP Think Radio.
1: Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotter-Janderson, President of New Perspectives. Nancy and her co-workers are also co-authors of the book, Piggy Planet, Prudent Investors Get Going Young. Our guest today is Kathy Young, travel consultant with McGehee Cruise and Vacation. We want to help you get your money's worth from a cruise, so today we're going to talk about possible ways to increase your value. So if you have a cruise-related question or a personal finance question, please give us a call this morning, and we'll see if we can help you out. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 or send an email, money at mpbonline.org. We'll bring uh, Kathy into the conversation in just a few minutes. But, uh, Nancy, you always like to start out with financial news in the news.
2: Well, we've had an interesting <laughs> week on Wall Street. And um, we had several days uh, the prior week where we were seeing some declines. And then we had a couple of really big down days. And made people a little nervous. Um, hopefully, you've already positioned your portfolio to prepare for something like like that. We we knew the market was very high. So the question is, is this just a correction that we kind of go back to business as usual? Or is this um, a, a harbinger of a decline in our uh, business situation? Are we, are we heading into recession? Now, some people get very nervous because, you know, the last time we had a recession, it was really deep and really long and uh, did a lot of damage. But that's just the natural part of the business cycle. If we do have it, we anticipate it would be mild. So there are a lot of us who think maybe this bull market is really old, and let's just go ahead and do this and get over it with it.
1: Uh, just an update. A couple weeks ago on the show, I was talking about a new pair of shoes I bought from Nike and that I could not find the swoosh anywhere. Yeah? Uh, well, I was looking at the shoe the other day. And you found it? I did. So I had been looking on the outside part of the shoe, and the swoosh design was on the inside part of the shoe. But oh. I can't believe I had worn those shoes. Against
2: your skin, so you know. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I can't believe that I had uh, had those shoes for so long and ever. But like I said, it was just sitting there in my room in the, on the floor. And I said, oh, wait, there it is. And it's quite large, actually. Well,
2: and that leads <laughs> me to, you know, we're really watching uh, retail numbers. We're seeing some declines the last few months. And certainly we start talking about travel. That's one of the things people cut back on first. So hopefully we won't see that and we'll keep going with all that.
1: So our guest today is Kathy Young. She's travel consultant with McGee Heed Cruise and Vacation. So we're going to be talking about taking a cruise this morning. If you have some questions for us, uh, give us a call. The phone number is one mpb ring It's 1-877-672-7464. You can email the show as well. It's money at mpbonline.org. Kathy, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. So um, you can do a lot of travel on the Internet now, booking flights and hotel rooms. And that sort of thing. Uh, what sort of value does it add uh, on a cruise uh, working through a travel agent?
3: Well, we have a lot of people ask that question, and the main thing is that when you consult a travel agency, you are you have experience in our agency. I've, I, I didn't even add up how many years of experience we have in our agent but it's agency, but it's several several years you know um, i've been in the business for 23 years myself and there are some agents there that have been there even longer so when you go to the internet to look which is what you should do the internet's for looking but we are for booking okay like <laughs> <laughs> we always say that in office yes go look on the internet do a little research then when we talk when you can when you contact us to talk with your travel agent in our office then you have some questions that we can give you answers so
2: what kind of questions can you get answers to by dealing with a person versus going online
3: well a lot of stuff isn't always told online. So you might have like some hidden expenses when you Mm -hmm. get there that if you talk to a travel agent, they'll tell you that information up front. Oh, and did you know that parking in New Orleans is $20 and you can't prepay it and you've got to do this? But in Mobile, parking is lesser expensive, but you can prepay it, you know, things like that, that. So advantages of going out of one port versus another. Um... It just depends on the itinerary that you're interested in, okay? okay? Because, you know, our backdoor ports are mobile and New Orleans, and Galveston. Those are our three drive markets that are closest to us. So what do you mean when you
2: use the phrase backdoor port?
3: That are the ones that are the closest to our area here in Mississippi. Okay? So those are, like, they're easiest to drive to. You don't necessarily have to fly there to get, you know, not like Miami or Fort Lauderdale or maybe L.A. or Seattle or somewhere like that. So when you... When you can drive somewhere like that, you, you, you can get some, you're, you're, I'm sorry, you're kind of socked into a particular itinerary. So it's mainly going to be Mexico. Or maybe you can do an exotic Western, which is Mexico, but then Honduras and Belize, and now they've opened us up to doing some for Nassau and some for Key West, you know, but those are kind of limited because of the time that it does take to get down the Mississippi River. Oh, we were just the talking Gulf. about yes. that. I was
2: shocked when I took a cruise out of New Orleans. um how long it was before we got into the open ocean. Yes. It's about eight hours. Wow.
4: Hmm.
1: Um, So, Kathy, uh, have you been on a cruise? About 40. Oh, well, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what's your favorite thing about taking a cruise?
3: On a cruise, I like to go and I like to unpack one time and be situated. You know, and that's... I mean, who would not enjoy a cruise? You go to your cabin, somebody waits on you hand and foot every day, they clean your cabin twice a day, and they prepare all your meals 24 hours a day. So you're being waited on almost hand and foot 24 hours a day on a cruise.
1: And I must admit, my only experience with uh, cruises is from watching The Love Boat. So uh, <laughs> I'm a real novice here. So I'm uh, all ears and ready to learn some more information about cruise. And we do have some open phone lines. If uh, you're listening this morning and have a personal finance question for Nancy, or if you're curious about uh, the experience of taking a cruise and some of the uh, value that you can get, uh, the number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You 672 7464 email the show. Send it to money at org. So, um, Kathy, what would you say some things for folks to keep in mind? You, you said, you know, do some research on the Internet and then come to the travel agent to kind of book your travel, uh, but also to get maybe answer to some of your questions. If you're planning a cruise, what are the, some of the things you kind of need to think about first, I guess, maybe where you're going, what you want, your expectations for a cruise, those sorts of things?
3: Yes. And every cruise line is different. I mean, they all have a different um, atmosphere, I guess is the best way to put it.
2: give us some just uh, short explanations for each one so we can grab on to what might fit us.
3: Well, that's where we come in handy as a travel agent because we have questions like when you normally travel, what type of hotel do you like to stay in? You know, that's something, I mean, because if you are a, let's just say, a Four Seasons customer or a Ritz-Carlton customer, then we want to try to match a cruise line that's better suited for you towards that type of travel, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um We don't want to put you on the party boat, (laughs) because you're, you're probably somebody that wants something a little more on the luxury end, okay? So those are questions that we ask our customers. That and, you know, did you have a particular itinerary in mind? A lot of people are afraid to travel to Mexico right now, which they should not be um we go back and forth to Mexico the other agents as well as myself, and we send a lot of customers to Mexico just like anywhere else you want to use your smarts your street smarts I guess is the way I should say you stay on the beaten path you don't travel into the neighborhoods to see how they live you know you want to stay where most all tourists are i've never felt unsafe down there i'm sure it happens you know but it's just it's so back to the original question we ask people what kind of itinerary are they looking for do you want to is there a particular island that you're interested in going to I think
1: you're right. And, uh, you know, uh, when you talked about uh, Mexico, it's similar to New Orleans. People go down to New Orleans a lot, and, and some people might be afraid. But again, if you, as you said, use your street smarts to stick to the crowded areas, don't go venturing out into neighborhoods you're not aware of. I think uh, you, you can be safe. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we will continue talking to our guest, Kathy Young. She's travel consultant with McGehee Cruise and Vacation. Talking about cruising this morning, Nancy's here ready for some personal finance questions as well. During the break, uh, think about this what's the most popular place to cruise? Well, have the answer for you after the break. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives. We're visiting today with Kathy Young, travel consultant with McGeehee Cruise and Vacation. Talking about cruises, Nancy's here, ready to take your personal finance questions as well. The phone number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Before the break, we asked you the most popular destination for cruises, and Liz Gill, our producer, gave us a little bit of an audio hint there on the way back into the show and again, is is it Caribbean or Caribbean? I was looking at this and can't figure out and I guess maybe both of them are acceptable I, I think so but anyway. You can
3: say it either way, right? And you can say it either way, yes.
1: Uh, about uh, w- about more than a third of, uh, of uh, cruises there. and th- It's a great area. I know uh, a number of people I know have been there. So, uh, And this is fun, too, because we have two calls on the line. One is a personal finance question. One is about cruises. So that's exactly what we're looking for this morning. Let's start uh, with David, who's called in today. Good morning, David. You're on the air with us.
5: Yeah, hi. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm uh, close to retirement. And I got concerned about the trade war. Uh, that we seem to be getting into. So I took my money out of the stock market and put it in a money market. And, and of course, it went up 1,000 points after I did that. Then it's dropped down more more than a 1,000 points. And I'm getting to wonder, because I was going to keep my money out until after the election or the end of the year. What do you guys think? Should I just go back, get back in the market now? Because I haven't really lost anything. Okay, a cu-
2: couple of questions, plan, David. Um, how close are you to retirement?
5: Uh, you know, I'm not 100% sure because I had a kid go- getting ready to go to a really expensive college. Uh-oh. But I would yeah. like to retire in a year. Okay. I- I'm, I'm, uh, that's my, my goal. All
2: right, so a year is a short-term horizon. And uh, let me also ask you, I'm assuming that when you're saying, I took my money out, you're talking about a 401K, right?
5: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a 401k, and I put it in a money market. I took it out of a uh, index fund.
2: Okay. So, um, when you retire, do you plan to leave your 401k at that company, or do you plan to move it to an IRA?
5: You know, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't thought that far ahead. I just think uh, I was just probably going to leave it with the company. But okay. So, if you're going to actually, I'm I'm sorry. Actually, it is an IRA because I'd gotten laid off. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I do have a 401k with my company, which I haven't really thought much of. But uh, yes, yeah, it's an IRA, so it's a Vanguard All right. IRA.
2: So you have already rolled over something to a uh, Vanguard IRA, so this is a previous employer. Right. And is that where the bulk of your retirement assets are?
5: Yeah, pretty
2: much. Okay. Um, You know, this is just a matter of comfort at this point. And if you're this close to retirement, my problem is you've already rolled over most of it. So retirement money is long-term money. So even if you retire in a year, you're not going to take everything out. You've already taken out most of it and put it into an IRA. Right. Which means really you should have a good plan that offers you some protection on the downside but still gives you some growth and just leave it alone.
5: Yeah, better than a, better than a money market
0: is what
2: you're saying. Well, I'm saying it, if it were in a 401k and you knew you were going to take it out and roll it over, which means you got to cash out of everything, you don't want to do that at the bottom of the market which is why you might, a year ahead, go ahead and just park it in cash and wait for that time. But you've already done that. So, really, you just need to do the work to figure out how much needs to be in cash, how much needs to be in bonds, what needs to be in stocks, because you do need long-term growth, even in retirement. Maybe just not as much, instead of doing this jerking in and out.
5: Okay. So you just, just think I should go to Vanguard and ask them for their advice? Yes. Uh, And get back in the market at at some
2: level. Yes. And and they're a great group. You already probably know that. Low expense funds. Um, They will assist you if you want to sign up for some sort of management program. It's pretty inexpensive. And what they might do at this point, since you went ahead and moved everything to a money market, instead of throwing it all back in at once, they probably will suggest just gradually moving over a certain amount every month to gradually push you back into the market. Okay. But stick, All right. stick with your plan once you get there.
5: Okay, we will do.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, David, for your call. Let's go next. We've got Dennis on the line from Ocean Springs. Good morning, Dennis. Go ahead, please.
6: Hi, I've got a question about tipping on uh, cruises. We, my wife and I, took a uh, Viking cruise last Christmas, and I like Viking. Them, of course, they make a big deal out of no extra expenses, no nickel and diming. But when it came to tipping, suddenly there was a, you were expected to tip like it was almost sixty dollars a day. Uh, and I don't necessarily mind that, but it, it's not. They're not real clear about it up front. My other fear is that if I'm just turning this over to the company, is that really getting to the people, you know, that helped me that worked there? Uh, Because, you know, I know they probably don't get paid much. And my aunt, what she told me she does when she cruises is she pays – she essentially gives a tip on top of the tip, which, you know, to me really gets gets crazy. So what what is the – What is the standard on tipping, and and what can you expect? Thank you. I'll take my answer off the air.
1: All right, Dennis, uh, thanks for your call. Kathy?
3: Thanks, Dennis, for the question. Um, We usually in our agency recommend that you – prepay your gratuities that's one of those expenses that i was talking about earlier that working with a travel agent can be beneficial because we know how much those gratuities are and they vary from cruise line to cruise line as to how much they're going to be and some cruise lines will not allow you to prepay those gratuities I personally think it's very valuable to prepay those gratuities, if at all possible, because we do have customers that don't care to tip. And yes, those workers, that is their major source, primary source of income.
1: But also I would say if uh, if you do, even if you prepay your gratuity if you meet someone on board that's been especially helpful to you you certainly wouldn't be wrong to throw them a little extra tip.
2: Absolutely. But what's the standard though?
3: Does it vary by cruise line it or varies. how long the trip is? Yes, it's it's based on the number of days and each cruise line is different. Sometimes some cruise lines are $12 per person per day. Some are as high as $20 per person per day. It just varies depending on the cruise line. And then there are a couple of your luxury cruise lines that when they do give you a price, it's already included in their. So the I tip see. is included there. Yes. Then. Okay. yes. I personally like to just include it up front so that the customer is not blindsided when they get on the ship and then call back and go, You didn't tell me I had to pay $90.65 for gratuities at the end of my seven night cruise. Uh,
1: We've got a caller on the line, but want to get one question in before we go to the calls. And that we were talking about booking. um, And I know air travel, I think there's kind of a sweet spot that, uh, you know, how far in advance you should book uh, air travel. What about a cruise? Is it better to book just uh, way in advance, maybe closer to the actual cruise? What is your advice on that?
3: That's kind of a loaded question because the cruise lines now – And I know Royal Caribbean and Carnival both have been trying to do this. The earlier you book, the better your rate is going to be. Okay? That still, a lot of customers get a misconception in that if you wait to the last minute, you can get a still of a deal. Sometimes you can get that still of a deal because the cruise line has five cabins. They're trying to unload at the very last minute. And then much rather that cruise sail full than empty cabins. So, you know, you don't always get the best cabin location, exactly what you want, when you wait to the last minute.
1: And also, you might not get any one at all, I would guess.
3: That is exactly
2: right. And, you know, most of us don't have the luxury of waiting to the last minute if you are retired that's perfect you just if it comes open fine you take the cruise if it doesn't you stay home but for most of us we are are planning way ahead we're taking off time from work we're scheduling all of this and so we we just can't wait to the last minute
3: and i have very few customers that will wait to the last minute i have a few that they're like we don't care what our cabin is it can be inside ocean view balcony suite we don't care we'll just take whatever's available if one is available this coming thursday on a cruise that's you know most cruises have to be booked at least 24 hours in advance i don't i i stand corrected if i am incorrect about this but most do not allow you to do what we used to be able to do which was walk up day of and wait for somebody to no show Hmm.
1: so how far in advance would you recommend then Uh, what, what would be kind of the sweet spot
3: it just depends on where you're traveling to europe and alaska are seasonal so to speak we don't have cruise ships there year-round especially alaska you're there from about the first week of may until about the second or third week of september so we are booking now for 2019 alaska and it's already filling up
1: that i, I understand is a real popular one
3: it is very popular
1: uh, let's go back to the phones we'll invite diane from meridian into the conversation good morning diane go ahead please
2: Hi, I had a question about um, when you're 70 and a half, I am 70 and three months and I'm going to meet with an advisor, but I just wanted to know, just give me a gist of what, what, what am I taking out? I don't even understand the process. Okay, so you have a retirement account, right? Yes. And it's a, reg- is it a regular IRA versus a Roth IRA? Um, Gosh, I really don't know. When I retired from teaching, I just rolled over. Okay. So what do I have? You have a a regular or a traditional IRA, and that means you've never paid tax on that money. Right. Everything that's in there is tax-deferred, meaning when you start to take it out, whatever you take out, that will be taxed at that time. And uh, oh. for a Roth IRA, you don't have these rules about 70 and a half. And this all relates to something called an RMD. This is what we're doing for our clients right now, Kevin, because um, if you have a traditional IRA, there is a calculation <coughs> based on your age and the size of your account that says this is how much you have to take out next year. And if you don't take out what you are required to take out, there is a 50 percent penalty. Okay. So you are going to turn 70 and a half. It sounds like you'll turn 70 and a half in 2019. And so you will be getting ready by looking at what is the value of your account on the 31st of December of this year. And then we'll look in the IRS tables for your age 70, and we'll divide that uh, amount by the number in the table, and that's how much you have to take out. Again, okay. the R stands for required. You have to do it because this was designed to eventually get taxes, to allow us to save for retirement, to but to eventually pay tax on that money.
4: Okay. And then I will just continue to take out until the funds run out. Is that the way it works?
2: And, and it, they may run out or they may not run out. Um, it depends on... Um, it, it, the way they're set up it's it's to to last your entire lifetime because as you age that divisor from the table is different okay well thank you so much okay good I luck it.
4: thanks
1: Bye-bye. for the call Diane let's get one more call in before our next break and it's Christine calling in from Memphis good morning Christine go ahead
3: hi good morning. I just took a cruise recently in September, and we, it was a
4: river cruise,
3: and we went to Giverney
4: and I'd been several times before, and it's beautiful, but unfortunately on the cruise, all the cruises descended on Giverny at the same time on the same day, and I wondered if the cruise directors all spoke with each other about their itineraries so they didn't all go the same places to make everything crowded. I wondered if there was some kind of cruise that you could go on when it wouldn't be crowded. And I'll get off the line.
3: Thanks.
1: All right, Christine, thanks for the call. Um, We had a question about off-peak, and I think maybe this might work into your answer. Go ahead, Kathy.
3: Off-peak is designed for the customers that like what she is referring to that is only that is a seasonal place that is open okay so yes they have they're going to put as many people there as they can at one time off peak it's not open so it's your you weigh you know, one so, if you're going to do a,
2: a European river cruise, you're just going to face crowds. Is that what you're saying?
3: Yes, but a European river cruise is a little bit different because most of those vessels only carry two to three hundred people at a time. And how much are you going to have? How many people on a a regular cruise line? Well, Royal Caribbean has a ship now that, with crew and passengers, there are over ten thousand people. Oh my goodness! On it. Wow. Okay, wow. so yes, it may have been crowded there but it's even more crowded in other areas you know at any time of the year like cozumel i've been there when there've been as many as 8 ships in there wow and all those ships hold a minimum of probably 3500 2500 3500 people up to as many as 10 or 11000
1: but that again sounds like something, you know, you we mentioned at the beginning of the show to talk to the travel agent at the at the get go, and that's some of the things that you can flesh out and say, Hey, if you're gonna go here you better expect big crowds, that kind of thing.
3: That is that is correct.
1: Okay, let's take another break. When we get back, we'll continue visiting with our guest, Kathy Young. She is travel consultant for McGehee Cruise and Vacation. We're talking about cruising. Nancy's here to take your personal finance questions. The number to call is 1877-MPB Ring. It's 1877-672-7464. During the break, think about this. Have you ever heard of Skip Gen Cruising? We'll tell you what that is. After this, you're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Back with more after this. To money talks on MPB Think Radio, Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotter janderson president of New Perspectives, visiting today with Kathy Young, travel consultant with McGhee Cruise and Vacation. We're talking about cruises, and we're looking for your personal finance questions, and we've got questions about both this morning. So give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven MPB Ring. It's one eight seven seven. Send an email. It's money at mpbonline.org. Before the break, we asked you about Skip Gen Cruising. This is multi-generational cruising that's projected to increase in popularity. So it's grandparents with grandchildren traveling together without the parents. Uh, They're predicted to be highly popular uh, this year and beyond. And boy, I tell you what, if I were a grandchild, you know the whole thing about how grandparents love to, you know, shower stuff on their grandkids. Man, I would jump at that at a heartbeat.
3: And the parents <laughs> would jump at that too, like see ya. <laughs> and it's very, very popular. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of, of um, I get this new skip gen cruising. Yes.
1: So I do want to tell it's so funny. Uh, Kathy's been doing a good job But when I said that her eyes kind of bugged out and When I told her what it was She said oh goodness I thought it might have been a new cruise line or something <laughs> So knew what it was just had not heard that term before But yeah uh, grandparents and grandkids uh, Traveling together And as Nancy said the parents benefit too As well as giving a little time away on their own So it seems like a win-win situation for everybody Back to the phone lines we go We start again in uh, Hattiesburg Michael's called in today Good morning Michael
5: Uh, I was wanting to ask about uh, when I can start taking Social Security. I I turn 67 in March. Can I start March 1st and get the whole year, or do I have to wait until April 1st?
4: Oh,
2: um. I think you can go ahead. Now, what you need to do is call your local Social Security office, uh, because at 67, once you are officially 67, you're at full retirement age. You're actually past full retirement age.
4: Right.
2: Um, And so you could have started um, somewhere between probably 66, was your full retirement age. Yes, ma'am. So you just call them and find out, because there could be a difference with starting actual payments from one month to the next. It's not going to be much at this point. And um, once you've hit full retirement age, you've um, made the most out of it, except if you wait until age 70, it's going to compound 8% a year. Correct. Is that something you've thought about doing?
5: No, ma'am, I'm not going to wait till 70.
2: Okay. If you're not going to wait till 70, then I just say go ahead.
5: Okay. Well, thank you very much.
1: Thanks for the call, Michael. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're visiting today with Kathy Young, travel consultant with McGehee Cruise and Vacation, talking about taking cruises, and Nancy's here answering your personal finance questions. Got a call to get to, but first, uh, you know, uh, Kathy, we talked about skip-gen cruising. So um, can you get senior discounts and discounts for kids on cruises?
3: The way most cruise lines work is, yes, sometimes you do have a senior citizen discount. Um, Most are 55 and older to get that. Um, I know that Carnival does that. I know that Royal Caribbean does that, just to name a couple of the cruise lines. Um, Not all cruise lines offer that, the, the senior discount. And as far as a child's discount, unless that child is an infant you know, less than one year, more than likely you're going to pay whatever the third or fourth passenger rate sharing a cabin would be for regardless of whether you're a child or an adult. Disney Cruise Line is the only Cruise Line that I'm aware of That really makes a difference For children's rates
1: And that that would seem to make sense Yes, And again, keep going back to this But again, that's why you go to your travel agent beforehand So you can investigate all these possible uh, Possible uh, uh, Discounts, but also possible uh, Unexpected um, expenses What we'll talk about in just a minute But first, another call to get to And it's Marie in Kosciuszko Marie, you're on the air with us Go ahead, please
4: Hi good morning. thanks morning. for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. um I have a question about i think it's called home health coverage or insurance, and I'm trying to decide if that's something that I really need uh, i'm sixty eight so the cost of it would be kind of expensive and why and why would I need it, I guess.
2: Well, it's what we call long-term care insurance. Long-term care. Right. Yes, ma'am. And that will cover um, a nursing home situation. It will also cover some on assisted living and in-home care, depending on the policy. These are governed by the state. As you say, at 68, it's going to be very expensive. We typically ask people to start looking at long term care policies in their 50s, preferably their early 50s. Because once you get past a certain point, the premiums are so costly that you, you know, it really doesn't make sense. You're going to have long term care insurance for the same reason you have any kind of insurance. It's to cover an event that you can't cover yourself. So if you haven't built up enough assets to be able to pay a a nursing home or in-home care situation, then you might want to look at it. So I would say to you, go ahead and talk to an insurance agent. You want to talk to two or three. Try to get them to give you the same um, bells and whistles on each policy. I usually encourage people to do an inflation rider, have the same dollar amount coverage, and, um, and then get those premiums in front of you. And ask the question, "Can I afford it?" First of all, and then, of course, maybe the other side is, "I can't afford not to because I don't have enough accumulated to cover my own care."
4: So, if you ha- do, you have to have accumulated the funds and have them saved, or if your monthly income might cover. Well, it? Uh, if you have uh, pension, Social Security. Uh, well, I work, so that income would be gone, and then an annuity. So my monthly income right now, um, it's you know it's up there. Right. So, um, and, and for a and lot I don't have any uh, debt. Okay. So m- most of the money I just put in in a savings account. So okay. Do you have you know, a spouse? Uh, Yeah, I have a home, but I share it with family. Okay. It's it's not just my home.
2: So you would not be able to sell that home to help pay for any care?
4: No. Okay.
2: Well, I I think you might want to still talk to an insurance agent, but but be very careful because they're really interested in selling you a policy. Mm -hmm. And as you say, your income might be sufficient. Now, you have to bear in mind that it's become very expensive, if you're in a skilled nursing situation, it could be $5,000 or more a month. And, um, and that price could go up because of medical inflation. Mm-hmm. But when we talk to people, the first thing we do is we look at, well, what kind of income do you have already coming in? And what's the difference between that and what that cost of care would be? And how do we cover that? Where does it
1: come from? Okay.
4: Yeah, my income is over that monthly, so.
2: Well, you're in a good situation um, then
1: okay all right marie uh, thanks for your call this is money talks on mpb think radio we're visiting today with kathy young travel consultant for mckee cruise and vacation talking about taking a cruise kathy uh in an airplane you get to choose aisle seat or window when you book a cruise what are some of the different options you can pick for where your cabin is located
3: well on most Cruises, not all of them, but most of them offer you a variety of an interior cabin, or you can have an ocean view cabin with a porthole window or a picture window. You can do a balcony. You've got junior suites, you've got regular suites, you've got grand suites. And it just, you know, even some of the larger cruise ships offer one, two, and three bedroom. Suites, so, for your multi generational families, those are great options to have because you 're still under one one, you're. In, it's almost like having a condo in Gulf Shores, you know, but you're instead on a cruise ship where somebody is taking care of you 24 hours a day.
1: <laughs> uh, what does the term guaranteed room mean?
3: A guaranteed room means that you have to be okay with whatever category that you choose. If a customer comes to me and says, I saw online a $299 cruise, okay, That means it's a guarantee cabin, such as an ocean view. So you are guaranteed at least an ocean view cabin. You might luck up and get a balcony or something out of it, but more than likely, you're just going to get an ocean view. You don't know if it's going to be on deck one or if it's going to be on deck 10. You just have to be happy with where the cruise ship And you have to remember The higher
2: you are up When you get into rough seas You're going (laughs) to feel it more, right?
3: You know I'm a firm believer If you're in rough seas It doesn't matter whether you're down low or up high You're going to feel it You know The ultimate situation Is to be middle of the ship Top to bottom, front to back so um, do you take motion sickness pills with you when you travel? I don't anymore. Ah But I used to, yes. If I had stopped after my first cruise, which was in 1991 or 2, I would have never cruised again because the seas were rough. And I ended up just having to go to bed because – and I, I think I, you know, was – wobbly for several days after we got back on land but for a lot of people now they either take the dramamine or the Bonine, or they do the c-bands on their wrist or they'll consult their physician for the patches that they wear behind their ears
1: Okay. Uh, we need to take one final break. When we get back, we'll continue visiting with Kathy Young. She is travel consultant with McGeehee Cruise and Vacation. So if you have a question about a cruise, give us a call. Nancy's here looking for personal finance questions as well. The phone number is one mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can email money at mpbonline.org. So can you guess what country's citizens like to cruise the most? We'll have that answer for you as we return from this break on Monday. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Money Talks
1: on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy lotridge Janderson, president of New Perspectives. Our guest today is Kathy Young. She's travel consultant with McGeehee Cruise, and Vacation. So we've been talking about taking a cruise, and Nancy's been answering some personal finance questions. About uh, seven or eight minutes left in the show, so if you want to call in quickly, we might be able to get your call in before the show uh, runs out. Um, Kathy, what about a tire? uh, When packing, what do you think uh, folks should think about bringing with them?
3: That varies by cruise line. Mm -hmm. Um, Some cruise lines are very casual, but even the ones that are casual, such as maybe Carnival out of New Orleans or Mobile, they're going to have one night that they consider formal night, and then maybe one additional night, depending on the length of the cruise, that's considered semi-formal. Bring out your black dress. For the gentleman, a nice pair of slacks and a nice pullover or button-down shirt. It's not as formal as you would think. Your luxury liners, those are more formal. They would like for you to dress in a coat and tie for the gentleman at night and a nice pants outfit or a, a nicer dress for the ladies. Jeans would not be acceptable on those where they are on some of the other cruise lines.
1: And also, I guess you have to think about if you're taking excursions when when you're in port somewhere, uh, to plan accordingly, like that Maybe nice shoes if you're going to walk around and, and appropriate uh, dress for that.
3: Yes. We always tell, especially if you're going to the Caribbean, that you get up in the morning with your swimsuit on, your swimsuit cover-up, your flip-flops and your backpack, and off you go. All
1: right. Uh, Linda has called in today from Port Gibson. Linda, you're on the air with us. Go ahead, please.
4: Yes. Uh, I noticed you all haven't said anything about... Uh, insurance pay, paying cruise insurance Oh, not really cruise insurance but travel insurance I oh. know when I went to on my cruise hello yeah go ahead yeah when I went on my cruise uh, I opted to pay um, travel insurance okay and, right. uh, and I'm glad that I did because you know Understand if if something goes wrong or or you get sick or, or whatever, you're not a, you can't get that money back.
1: All right, Linda, thanks for the call. Let's uh, have Kathy comment uh, on on travel insurance, cruise insurance.
3: Our agency highly recommends trip insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, insurance. You don't ever need it till you need it. It's just like our home insurance, our car insurance, health insurance, anything like that. But what our job is is to educate our customers to know that trip insurance does not cover for any reason. You can't just wake up one day and go, you know, I just don't think I'm going to go on that cruise today. So what does it cover then? We use predominantly a company called Travel Guard Insurance, and I'll give you a few of the perks that come with it. Most of our health insurances do not cover us out of the United States. So this comes with a $25,000 medical coverage. If you got down to Mexico and you got sick and had to go to the hospital, you've got $25,000 worth of medical coverage. It gives you a half a million dollars worth of emergency evacuation. If you were that sick, they would stabilize you, and then you've got a half a million dollars for them to bring a private plane doctors, nurses, whatever you need to pick you up and get you back to the United States. It also covers for lost or stolen or damaged baggage, trip delays, trip cancellations. Um, Weather is a covered reason. But as you say, it
2: doesn't cover if you just say, I've decided not to go. Does it cover if you get
3: ill and how ill do you have
2: to be before that kicks in?
3: That is on a case by case situation, but more than likely, if you are ill enough not to be able to travel, then as long as your physician will document that for us on a one page form that we have to send back to the insurance company, and then they reimburse you for your non refundable items. And so, what are the non refundable items? That's your cruise fare, that's your port charges. But usually your government taxes and the prepaid gratuities are refundable items.
1: Uh, By the way, we uh, said before the break, asked the country who had the most cruisers. The US leads the way with 11.5 million passengers in 2016. Next was China with 2.1, and Germany with 2.2 million ocean cruise passengers. So uh, very popular cruising uh, here in the US. So uh, we uh, spoke a little bit about uh, excursions, and I think that's a fun part of the cruise. Do they usually allow you time to maybe do something with a group and then time to explore things on your own? And what would your recommendations be for when you're in port and and out and about looking around?
3: I always recommend cruise line excursions because you have someone from the cruise line that takes you they're there with you the whole time and they see to you getting back on the ship now as you become a more experienced cruiser then you might want to do some things on your own Um, but you need to be very familiar with the ports that you're going into and what you're getting yourself into because again it looks really good on the internet but they might not guarantee that you get back to that ship on time. And the worst thing in the world is to be waving to the back end <laughs> oh, of that, that ship. that would be
2: miserable. <laughs> yeah, that's, that. Has that
3: ever happened to you? Not to me personally, but yes, it has happened to customers. Oh.
1: Uh, one last thing. we got got less than a minute left, but maybe are there some things uh, that might be offered on board that you need to maybe be uh, considered or just concerned about in terms of possible extra costs?
3: Yeah. Anytime that you have to go or anytime you choose to go to the spa, that is always going to be an additional cost. If you choose to go to um, one of the shops on board, that would be an additional cost. Your shore excursions are an additional cost. But most all of these costs, once you get your cruise booked and paid, you can go into your actual booking portal online and those costs are right there. So you can see Um, another cost is most of the time you've got to pay for your beverages both alcoholic and non-alcoholic including bottled water
1: all right that's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support of our listeners. To hear today's show or a previous show, one way to find it is to go to mpbonline.org slash talks Our call screener today was Java Chapman, and our show is produced by Liz Gill. So for Nancy Lotter Janderson and our guest, Kathy Young, I'm Kevin Farrell. Inviting you to stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks heard only on MPB Think Radio.